patiently waiting all week, and we have arrived. You've made it to the Bushels and Barrels program, the one, the only, coming to you live from the greater Bone Gap area of Southern Illinois. I am your host, Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok is where you can generally find me. Mrs. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok is generally where you can find her. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How is things going? How, <laughs> how are things how going? Are, yeah, you sound like a My hill, bad. hillbilly sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> like somebody from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things are going great. Yes, we, yeah. uh, we, we received got some rain, rain yeah. yesterday. Much needed rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been living off like three-tenths of an inch per week for the past three, four, five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we managed to grab about an inch yesterday, yeah. and we're real happy with that, and I yeah. think we got a good shot of rain again tonight. So these crops are loving it. This is going to be perfect for corn that's tasseling, which is mine right now. now I'm looking out the window right now. Neighbor's corn's tasseling. It lo- it's night and day how good that corn has turned mm-hmm. just since it rained yesterday. That's they've got, true. They've got some beautiful corn out there now. Because it was a pineapple two days ago. Was it? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it was hurting. Yeah. Needing water. So, anyway, got cooler temperatures coming. Great pollination weather for corn. Yeah. Here we go. Maybe we're going to have another good corn crop this year. So, it's not going to be like extremely, extremely hot and humid and you can go outside and step outside and not sweat immediately. Next week? Yeah. I think it's just supposed to get back to average. Like, okay, oh, guys, okay. for those of you who don't know, we have been dealing with 98, 99, and 100 degree temperatures all week this week. Like which real is, feel 110, right? Yeah, that's okay. what that's what AccuWeather said that one day. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily believed that, but whatever. Uh, we're supposed to get back to our normal te- high temperatures. It's probably like 88 or 89. And that makes a yeah. big difference. Yeah. And not quite as humid. Yeah. So... I thank Jesus for the rain. I prayed for the rain. No kidding. And um, I just thank thank him for, for giving us that rain. That's so, right. Yeah. Exactly. We appreciate it. We do. Thank you, Jesus. And, and mm-hmm. I'm speaking on behalf of every farmer around here. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I have been slacking on my uh, New Year's resolution of being a morning person. I'm still getting up a little bit early, but like today I didn't get up early. So I'm kind of failing. Uh, I think it's a combination of things. When I didn't feel very good, I wasn't sleeping at night. This was a few months ago. And then I just kind of fell out of my routine, right? Getting up, working out before everybody else gets up. And then you started getting up with me, which threw me out of a, a, you know, like a Bible study cycle. And then I kind of fell sick and I'm like, and yeah, now I'm here in the middle of summer. Alden is home 100% of the time Yes. (laughs) So with me. So um, then I'm just kind of out of my routine. I'm just out of a routine. It's right. It's a, I'm struggling with this right now. So sure. Give an update on your uh, New Year's resolution <laughs> here in July. <laughs> We're seven months in. Well, to I'll the tell New you Year. what. I, it, it's just tough, and it's tough when I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. It's so tough. Can you remind everybody for people who haven't listened to like one of the first? Well, like I was going to lose twenty pounds this year. <laughs> We're seven months in, and you're doing. You're on the right track. Finally. Yeah. Well, see, like two or three weeks ago, I started running <laughs> again because you know, I used to run every morning and I just I fell you out of it. And then it. Yeah. farming came along. You know, it's more important to go keep stuff moving than than be running in the morning. So right. it's, it's just life. Yeah. And my resolution was to become a morning person, which I which I successfully have done. I've just kind of fallen off right. track here in the well, last two months. I wanted to lose all this weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. It just hasn't materialized yet. Yeah. And I've honestly, I've went backwards on it. (laughs) In order to get back to where I wanted to be, I might have to lose 25 pounds now. (laughs) But I don't know. So you came, you came up with this. I 
I think you look great no matter how, wherever you're. My you wife, be. you're supposed to say that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway, so there, I've had a few friends talking to me about the intermittent fasting stuff, and I have a, a girlfriend from St. Louis who is telling me that she's been doing that. And I'm like, well, every time I see you, like it falls off. I feel like you're you're down another five pounds, and you know whatever. And then I had another girlfriend who I. I told her, I just looked at her and I'm like, okay, what kind of crack are you on? Because I want that, what I, whatever it is. <laughs> and every woman knows what I'm talking about when I say that. And of course I'm joking when I say crack, but whatever, whatever you're doing, I want to try that because we would compete with our watches and it would be like, oh, she worked out so much today. So I need to work out that much. You know, it's just a little bit of motivation. I really like that having watches and competing with your friends, whatever. That's fine. Um, I'm not a super competitive person when it comes to it. Like either I'm going to do it or I'm not, whatever. So <laughs> when I saw her for the first time in like two or three months, I'm like, well, you haven't been working out. So what are you doing? Okay. And she's like, well, I've been doing this intermittent fasting. It's so like, how does this work? She's like, after, after I stopped working out every single day and I was in a tractor, you know, I, I started losing and I'm like, you're kidding. Okay. Tell me more. So then my mom and dad talked to me about it. So there's a bunch of different kinds of stuff. There's a lot of scientific information behind it. If you want to look into it, look into it. But what we are doing and what I've been doing for, this is my third week of doing the intermittent fasting, you stop eating at a certain time at night and then you fast for 16 hours. So from the last time you have a bite to eat, you can't have another one for 16 hours. Yeah, yeah. So basically you're limiting yourself to having any food to one third of the day. Yeah. 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 So, and then you can eat for eight hours and... During that eight-hour window. Yeah, right? and I'm not really paying attention to a whole lot of what I'm eating. I'm just, I like vegetables and fruits and stuff, and typically you can find the the farmer stand or whatever on the side of the road. You can get fresh peach, peaches and all, all the things, but I haven't found very many of those this summer, so I just buy the fruits and vegetables at the grocery store. Anyway, um, that's what I crave and I want, and the first three days were tough for me, and um, I would say five after I got past the fifth day. But I could already tell that my body was shifting. Really? And that's weird for women because typically men lose it crazy fast and women are always like a month or two behind. So I'm on day number four right now. You, of intermittent, intermittent you started fasting it, or yes. whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I, I didn't like go into it with a full head of steam. I just yeah. did it the first day. Uh, didn't eat anything until like 1230. And whenever I say eat, I should say consume any sort of sugar. Uh huh. So like I drink my coffee with creamer. Yes. Creamer's got sugar in it. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Bushels and Barrels told me you can't have creamer in it. That'll mess up your body and how you're going to start the day when it metabolizing, comes to metabolizing sugar. And insulin productivity. What? I, there's a lot of different things. Yeah. We're not, we're not, I don't know. I'm so not black a, coffee to me yeah. is disgusting, but I'm drinking it. I'm, I'm not <laughs> eating anything, not consuming one single calorie before 1230. You're allowing your body to be hungry. And in our society, we snack constantly. We have snacks available all the time, oh, yeah. all around us, no matter where we're at. In your that's, car, in yep. your purse, in mm -hmm. the tractor. Yeah, you're exactly yeah, right. All the time. So when we can cut that out, you know, I think that makes a huge difference. But what it does is it allows your body to kind of reset. I believe that's, that's how I... You know what I think part of my problem has been also is I, you talk about snacking, mm -hmm. eating out of boredom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's like people who smoke. They say me a lot too. of the times it's not like they're really dying for the smoke. It's just, it's an action or something mm -hmm. to do to pass time. Something like a vice. Yeah. Any a little kind bit. of vice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So I, I don't know. 
I so th- I'm doing, I'm on day number four. The reason I'm doing it is because whenever Jess started it within like 10 days, she was just walking through the kitchen one day and I was like, you are getting thinner. Like it was noticeable. And I'm like, really? And I'm not a guy that ever compliments stuff like that. <laughs> he he didn't even realize or notice whenever I walked in with highlights in my hair. My hair's almost jet black. It's not jet black, but it is dark. And I come in with blonde highlights in my hair. Balayage is what they call it. But And he had no idea. I talked to him for five minutes and he didn't say a word. I mean, all fixed up and everything. So this is coming from the man. He's like, mom, I think your uh, profile is getting a tad smaller. For sure. And that was after 10 days. So I'm telling you, there's something to it. So I'm sitting here doing this podcast with you guys and my Mm -hmm. belly is growling like a (laughs) son of a bitch. Like I want to eat right now. I think most of my family is doing it It is 1041 on Friday morning right now. Yep. So we have the benefit of being a Friday and we've, we've done some research today and, and uh, I think we've got a pretty good show for everybody. Uh, We've got Mm -hmm. a big one here. Yeah. uh, I have time and I'm not in a hurry. (laughs) Just a reminder. We do have a PO box. If you ever want to write the show, send anything in Um, PO box. Oh gosh. One forty one. No. Is it not? No, it's one twenty. Oh gosh. It's PO box one twenty seven Belmont, Illinois. So you can six two eight one one. I know that part. Six two eight one one. Okay. Well, anyways, that's the that's the mailing address. And then if you like the show, um, we are getting some. I think we have three bad reviews on Apple, which is fine. Oh yeah, that's great. But there's never any comments to say, oh, you guys are wrong. You're that. There's nothing to back anything right. up. It's just like a. So if you want to rate the show on whatever platform you're using, that would be great. Share yeah. it with your friends, anybody who you think might be interested in it. I don't Do, know. How many downloads have we had according to Apple so far? Over 120. 120,000. Yeah, 120 downloads. That doesn't mean we have 120,000 listeners. No, I get I understand that. Yeah, we have we have 120,000 over 120,000 listens as of, I don't know, 2 days ago. Man, there must be a lot so, of bored people out there. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Us. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we thank you guys for your support. This has gone way bigger and faster than I ever dreamed it would. Yeah, and uh, being a once a week show is, yeah. is kind of. And you guys get kind of testy, we've noticed, <laughs> when we if don't. we don't drop it on Friday. <laughs> Which we're going to have to play, I don't know, musical chairs this next this this yeah. month because we're going to be out of town a few times. But we will have a show for you. Definitely, for mm-hmm. sure. So, did we get any emails this past week? Oh, my goodness, yes. And and we appreciate you all for emailing, reaching out and stuff. I am going to briefly go through this. I told Ryan earlier, I'm like, I don't want to read through every email because I'm afraid that it might be boring for some people. So, just bear with me. But, um, I oh, think we're going to comment about it. I think them. it's great information, too. And it gives, a, it gives a chance for us to reach out. All the, you know, the people that email in, if they have questions or whatever, then our entire audience can can listen in and then, and then comment back if they want to. So yes. Dan from North Northeast Indiana, he wants to know how the crops are doing. You gave that update here yep. just a minute ago. Um, and Donnie from Southern Illinois, I'm pretty sure he's from Southeastern Illinois. He said, we talked about the honor system and um, he's used the honor system for hunting blinds and real world wildlife products. And he's never had a problem with it. I love hearing that. mm -hmm, I just love hearing that there are honest people out there where you can say, okay, my watermelon is for sale for $2. Yeah. And the $2 shows up. And what's interesting is that Donnie, I mean, this is like hunting stuff, like hunting blinds. And, you know, people steal those from the woods. So the fact that he has an honor system going up, that's that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know, Matthew sent in a, uh, he's emailed before, but I don't recall where he's from. He sent in a picture of firework chemtrails. (laughs) 
jeez. <laughs> Which was quite funny. We got a good laugh out of that. Cody from the greater Noble area. Noble, Illinois. That's by Olney. That's yes. still southern, southeastern Illinois. Yeah, he really, he had some great info. He just, he really likes the show and he likes the fact that we we talk about the stuff that we are desensitized to and um, the things that are immoral, you know, people seems it seems to be that it's the popular opinion and everybody thinks that way but it's not the truth you know well, and so, you're not supposed to say anything about it yeah so he he went on and said that um he was he keeps get sometimes he gets surprised about what we say and what comes out of our mouth because it you're it's politically incorrect yes so i i think that a lot of our listeners probably feel that way too because you don't hear it We're on mainstream. We're saying what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Even listening to Charlie Kirk and stuff, he's very politically correct. Like, he may make a pretty bold statement, but as far as going into it and talking about it, like, with real-life people, I think that there's a little bit of, you know, they they kind of yeah eh, dance around the subject. But anyways, thank you, Cody. Dan from Fort Wayne, Indiana, said that they had got six and a half inches on Tuesday and four... And then another two inches on Wednesday. Is it going to cause problems for the farmers? Uh, that's, I mean, yeah, if you got low gro- low-lying ground, that's an awful lot of rain in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, on a hill, no, it won't cause a problem. Or it shouldn't, I wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. But on low-lying ground, yeah, that, I mean, flooding is an issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the, the topography and the terrain is around him, so. Yeah. So I've it never might. been to Fort Wayne. Okay. It's up north? Yeah. Okay. Jake, um, he is trying to be a first-generation farmer, and he wants to know if you or anyone else has any advice for first-generation farmers wanting to maybe start production. Keep swinging. Keep swinging. As long as you're swinging, you're going to hit a home run eventually. But um, for a a first-gen farmer, a guy that's just out there trying to get started, um, you're probably going to feel like you can't control much because ground is so expensive. Uh, perhaps you have, you know, a full-time job and then you're, you know, maybe a weekend farmer or an evening farmer. There's a lot of those, but just keep swinging. You can't control a whole lot, but control the stuff you can control. Um, you know, taking care of your equipment, being proud of it, making it look nice, uh, mowing roadsides, um, having a good looking crop. Whenever people's driving down the road, they go, man, you know, that kid might only farm 30 acres or mm-hmm. 50 acres. But I tell you what, he's got just as good a looking crops as anybody, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then, uh, talk to people that have ground that maybe could come up for rent, or you know, I, not not BTO style. Not try to, in my opinion. Now, if you want to be that aggressive, go for it. But I, I lose a lot of respect for people who go around behind others' backs and try to rent ground. What did you call them? Funeral? What did you call them? The funeral? Funeral home farmers. Funeral home farmers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a sad deal. It is. Yeah. It is. But um, keep swinging. Keep working hard. And then control the stuff you can control. How's your stuff look? Taking pride in it uh, and learning. Just keep keep up with the latest technologies that um, we're using to keep fields clean and, and uh, raise mm-hmm. good crops. But also know there's a bunch of freaking snake oils out there. I'm very opinionated. Uh, very opinionated about that stuff. Okay. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that would disagree with me, but... Just uh, never give up. Mm-hmm. Keep working hard. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Neil from Central Illinois, he heard we are headed for a crash in oil down to maybe 
under $65 a barrel. Any indication that this is true and are we headed for a recession? I could also read articles that say we'll have $350 barrel oil. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows. I mean, if I guarantee you, if I knew what the price of oil is going to do, I wouldn't produce it. I would just trade it on the futures market. And that goes the same with corn, soybeans, and wheat. I mean, I wouldn't produce them. I would just trade futures contracts. Do I think it could go to 60 bucks? You get us in a bad enough recession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it could happen. Yeah. When nobody has any money anymore. I, yeah, it could go to 60 bucks. But do I do I foresee it? Uh, not not without another round of COVID. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. Now, obviously, it fell. oil fell below $100 for the first time this summer, just this week. Mm. Um, I think it dipped below 100 for a little bit in early May. Okay. But ever since then, I mean, it, it's made it all the way up to 120 and just that, been kind of hovering around there. This doesn't make any sense because the cost of, of the uh, equipment is still rising. Like, the cost of do the business is still rising. So, why is the... Why is it falling? What do you mean? The cost to do the business. What are you talking about? Like the the pipes and the um, rods that go in the ground are still increasing Super high. in price. Yeah. But I mean, if oil prices crash, those will come down because demand will evaporate for it. Okay. For pipes and rods and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it could happen. Hell, this is that's, that's the story of oil for the mm-hmm. past 80 years is booms and busts. Gosh, in 2020, we would have been happy to see $65 oil. Well, at the beginning of 2020. Oh, it was ripping and roaring. It was about $70. And there was no COVID. That was pre-COVID. Yeah. It, and know, everybody had work. Everybody, everybody seemed to had be work. happy. Everything was fine. And, and then COVID and, hit and just turned the whole freaking economic world upside down. Yeah. And not only that, then you have a stupid ass government that's printing about half the money that's in circulation these days. Mm. So, I, there, I mean, there's your inflation. I, I saw a guy on TikTok the other day talking about, I don't understand where in the hell this 20% figure comes from for inflation. His, his guy's name's Well in Septic Life. I follow him. I love him. But anyway, he says, I don't understand where this 20% comes from mm-hmm. because my grocery bill has doubled. Mm-hmm. It has doubled to fill my car up. Mm-hmm. It is. It has doubled to get an oil change. He's going, concrete has, you know, went up a doubled or tripled. Yeah. He's like going through everything in his life. He's like, this ain't 20% increase. This is like a hundred and two hundred percent increase. Yeah. Where in the hell are they getting these figures for twenty percent increase in inflation or twenty percent inflation? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, huh? And I don't know exactly where they come up with that figure, but I—I I mean, hell, you go to the grocery store. What's yeah. prices doing? They're increasing horribly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I started doubling up buying. This is—I've done this for a few months now. I've doubled up in buying our laundry detergent, so I never run out. And because I know the prices are not going to decrease anytime soon, I want to try to get it at a cheaper price than than what it's going to be here in a month or two. Right. So I, anyways, that's that's one that's one way I look at it. I try to just keep everything in stock. And as for the sixty dollar oil thing again, mm-hmm. um, as long as Democrats are in control, no, it won't go to sixty dollars mm-hmm. because they do every freaking thing in their power to keep us from drilling for more of it. Mm-hmm. So they're we're always going to have a supply shortage. Yeah. And you know what? Going back to, to Democrats and, and the Green Plan or whatever, if anybody needs to be to debunk a a Green New Deal or green energy, just look at Obama's house and where it sits, like feet away from the ocean. <laughs> Do you think he would have invested? Like, I think it's a twelve million dollar house. 
Um, and it sits right next to the ocean. So what's that have to do with green energy? Well, if, if the earth, if the, if the land is going underwater. Oh, due to and, rising seas, due the to ocean rising levels sea, coming yes. up. Yeah. Yeah. Why then would you why ever would buy he one ever right spend that kind of money on a home right there? It well, doesn't make any sense. Well, and since it is on the ocean front, uh-huh. that is a great place for windmills. Why don't we put them in front of his damn house? <laughs> because, you know, above the ocean, the wind's always blowing. The Homeowners Association probably has a ban on windmills. <laughs> See, isn't that some shit? <laughs> yeah, Isn't that some shit? They don't want them in their front yard, but by God, we out here in flyover country, we have to put up with them. Right. It's yeah. just bullshit. And if you're thinking about solar or windmills or whatever, just ask them what they're going to do to recycle it and wh- how that looks in 30 years. Yeah, when years. they're done. Yeah. They yeah. don't have an answer for you. They right. really don't. Um, okay. So Brian from Danville, Ohio, he says, thanks for the entertainment and cries whenever he sees the honor walks. Um, he's thankful for healthy kids. He's an ICU was, nurse, right? Uh, n- was that that guy? Mm-mm. Okay. We had somebody that emailed about. Dustin. Yeah. yeah I'm getting to him. Okay. I'm sorry. Minute. No, I'm that's okay. Yeah. No, Brian. Yeah. He's from Danville, Ohio. And he, he said that, yeah, he cries still whenever he sees the honor walks and does see, he did see the one that you saw. So yeah, um, that's They're a tough, tough, that's tough. They're so mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. I'm going to get to Jeff's email here in just a second. So um, Dustin is the ICU nurse from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes. He says he's friends with Red Power Stew. hi Stu Um, and he went in to explain the honor walks a little bit more and how many people it actually helps and and you know the the explanation of the heart beating and for me that's hard for me to read and and kind of comprehend because if that's my five-year-old or four-year-old I mean Alden's getting ready to turn four so that's hard for me to well sure think about sure Um, so that anyways that's emotional what's okay yes pause Mm mm-hmm Hard for you to think about. Like. If Alden was in, like, if we were sitting there like that little boy was in his, in his hospital chair and they're breathing for him, like. On life support. On life support. That would, that would be hard for me. That's devastating in itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's hard for me to think about. If that were my son. Mm -hmm. What do you think you would do? I can't think about that. What if you were forced to? Ryan, number one, you're putting me on the spot. I'm not I'm not intentionally putting you on the spot. I mean, surely you have an opinion about it. You're going to laugh at my answer. Okay, go for it. Okay. I believe that... <sighs> I believe that Jesus put us here to witness and see miracles happen. Mm-hmm. And in that position, I would be calling every person I know that has witnessed and prayed for miracles and seen them have happened in in front of their eyes. I would be getting those people on the phone with me. I would getting them. I would be getting them with me and Alden to see to 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 know that that God has provided that to us. And I know that that's complicated because religion has made it all complicated for us. But he says, when I go, you will perform miracles and see miracles happen bigger than what I've, what I've done. He raised fe- people from the dead, people. Like, I know. That's huge. And that's something that our churches don't teach about. But I know some churches do teach that. And um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to accept that. So I would be praying for my, for my son. That is, that is my answer to, 
to your mm. question. And I know you might laugh no, at me. Well, and you would I'm, say, I'm not going to laugh at you, you for You would that. say, you know what? They've said that he is brain dead. And I say, my God is bigger. And this is what I would do. if This would, this would be my strategy. If anything ever happened to Alden, yeah. that would be my strategy. My God works miracles. That's what I believe in. There is nothing wrong with with that right there that you said. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. But the rational part, the rational thinker in me, Mm -hmm. the realist. Sure. Okay. And I'm not saying God's not real, but the realist in me goes, okay, is there ever a time that, uh, you know, you're not giving up on God, but you're like, okay. Our our kid or this kid or this person. Mm-hmm. Hell, this example you could use your parent or mm-hmm. aunt, uncle, whoever. Sure, sure. Is there ever time you do pull the plug, or do you just keep praying and just keep these people on life support for two or three years? Ryan, I don't know that there's an answer to that question. I think that that every situation is different. I'm telling you, if. Alden has ever put in that so situation. I know my God is supernatural and that's what I'm going to believe in. And any type of unbelief in my opinion is not welcome at that time. Okay. Okay. Saying, Oh, well, what if God, no, God said yes. And amen. Those are his answers. And, um, I know that miracles can happen. Yeah. Because things happen like that all the time, unexplainable by science, unexplainable sure, by your sure. brain, by your realist brain, well, by my realist brain. By science, it's unexplainable mm-hmm. that a it's, child's heart begins to beat inside a mother's womb. Uh, yeah. It just starts. And you know, they say at conception, a spark happens, like there is a spark right. that happens, which is amazing in itself. Like, that's amazing. And in my opinion, it's supernatural. Okay. Super cool. Like, let's learn totally. about that. Totally. So there's my answer. Okay. I know that some people are like, well, you know, you're full of crap, whatever. Um, and Look. that's fine. But I, that's what I believe. I can't accept that God wants my baby to just not live a life okay. of, of heaven on earth, like he says. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I would, that's how I would okay. approach the situation. My opinion? Mm-hmm. What I would do. And I, I, I pray to the dear Lord that this never, ever happens. But if it did, and there was no chance, basically brain dead, I would say use my kid to help other kids. Sure, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. I would say he's already with God. Leave what's left mm-hmm. behind to help other people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say. Okay. It's the same reason I'm an organ donor. If you and want, I'm an organ donor, too. If you want any of my dilapidated parts, you can have them. Except for liver, because we know that yeah. that might not be. <laughs> <laughs> that one might not be quite this so cool. This is an intense conversation. But I had to throw some comedy anyway. in there. But, you know, I mentioned Andrew Walmack the other day, and he shares his testimony about him and his son and his, okay, Andrew has a wife and their son. He was cold on the table for five hours with a toe tag. They prayed for him. Really? I'm not kidding. No, I believe and, in miracles. And this I really do. All over the world. This happens all over the world. But a lot of churches don't believe that and teach teach them the supernatural powers that, that God has given us. So that's sure. And it sounds wild and crazy, but the, the the actual Bible says you're going to do these miracles and more. You know, that's why I'm yeah. I'm teaching you how to do them. So do them. <laughs> so. Gotcha. 
got you. And it, anyways, Good conversation. So. Moving yeah. on. Okay. Moving on. Um, let's see. Dan, he heard of a farmer possibly going 100% electric in 2023. Thoughts on that? Bullshit. Yeah, I don't believe it either. I would, I would like the story. So, Dan, you're listening, I'm sure. I would like, if you could find me the story mm-hmm. and, like, the people's names, I would probably try to get a hold of somebody and maybe interview them here for a and b bonus. Sure. About farmers going electric any farmer and see i want to say that part of this is is almost like a um it has to be a little bit satire or maybe fear-mongering or maybe just a reality check because you use so much fuel natural gas propane you use diesel and it makes zero sense to have an electric combine like come on right for real and then have an electric um drying system because you fuel that but where the you hell does pe- all that electricity come from this is why you know yeah yeah I, it's 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 contradictory supposedly in this email uh that he sent was it a what did he find this story on facebook or i think so yeah. okay so he was just sending us what he found yeah somewhere else and asking us what we think about supposedly john deere supposedly yeah. i cannot verify this this is why i need to know where it came from right I cannot verify it, but supposedly John Deere got a hold of some farmer, some 10,000 acre farmer, and said, we want to supply you with three electric combines and some electric tractors and shit like that for the 2023 car. Dude, that's next year. That's one year from right now. Yeah. And then the farmer went back to John or responded by saying, no, no, and no. And here's why Mm -hmm. you guys have not thought this through. Mm -hmm. And See, if I, I could, if John I could verify that it's real, I would read it on. I would read it on this podcast. Yeah, next but I week. think John Deere is like smarter than that for real. I mean, let's be real. Oh, I don't know. Uh, they made the Gator. Okay, <laughs> I think China made the Gator, but <laughs> they, they still put their name on. They it. They sure did, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyways, I just think I think that you know to to make it feasible to have a charging station out in the middle of a field um, for a combine doesn't make any sense. Right. If it takes 45 minutes to charge up a Tesla, how long is it going to take to charge up a combine? Ain't no shit. And for the and non- when the rain's coming, you think I want to sit there and wait for 45 minutes or an hour for my combine to charge? No. That's the thing. That's yeah. why I, I don't necessarily believe it. Nobody's politicians are this stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't think John Deere would be this stupid. Yeah, I don't think or so. Or Case New Holland or who you name the company. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Brady from Corey, Indiana. He said, um, he sent in a meme of a windmills and it had <laughs> like the head of the windmill had like a shark. The shark teeth on it. Yes. And then it had like how many birds it had killed. Yeah, a bird you know. counter behind it. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle, Kyle from Volga, South Dakota. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that word correctly or not, but he told this story of buying a, purchasing a stuffed animal unicorn and some like kinetic sand for his five-year-old daughter. And he tells the story, you guys, it was so funny, but he's like, I went into the store. I've got this huge stuffed animal unicorn and this lady, he said, he's dirty. He's filthy. He's been working all day. And he's like, this lady taps him on the shoulder when he's checking out in line and the lady's like oh we appreciate you standing up for the transgender lgbt q plus blah 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 um agenda whatever and he said no my daughter is five years old and she's into anything shiny sparkly glittery unicorn and sand things so you and your agenda can shove it 
And I guess the, the lady ended That's up. That's a great answer. Yes. Shove it up your ass, yeah. bitch. And he's, he goes on and he's like, the lady started cussing at me, yada, yada. And he's like, you know what? When my daughter sees a rainbow, she says, hey, daddy, that's God's promise to us. That's right. And that's how I view it, too. Like, they can't take away my rainbow. Mm -mm. See, but what I want to know, like, like this absolute bitch. Good job, Kyle. That's right. But this absolute bitch that's in line behind him, mm -hmm. what gives her the right? What gives her the right? To start chastising him for not accepting LGBTQAIFUG+. Yeah, she, she has the freedom of speech. And she was commending him on his openness to that which world. She, which she does have a freedom of speech. Yeah. Guess what? So did Kyle. That's right. And I would have done the same damn thing. Mm, yeah. I, I would have looked at that woman and said, you leave your hand, you leave your grubby paws off of my innocent child mm -hmm. i don't know what the obsession is over over this I, once and, again we've said yeah. this before i do not understand what the obsession is is to shoving sex sexuality and sexual orientation discussions down a four-year-old's throat yeah it makes zero sense other than the fact that they want to take over our kids brains yep. and, and get them to be desensitized to wrong things yes <laughs> so um i want to read this email by jeff you and jeff are buddies right oil you, rig taxi on uh tiktok you, you met him through tiktok right yes. okay yes. um have you ever met him face to face no i haven't okay we think that he is from the greater carlisle area <laughs> <Something> <laughs> illinois <like> that. <laughs> is that right yeah okay so um he says Ryan and Jessica, I finally got a chance to sit and listen to the podcast the other day. And when you guys were talking about the BTO farmers and helping your neighbors after a tornado would hit, hit their farm and how Ryan would stop and help anyone, no matter if they tried to stab him in the back, he, it made me sit back and think that he would stop and help anyone. Just a few short months ago, I was on the phone with him and I was talking about starting up my own business in the oil field. And I had a lot of thoughts if I could even make it make it work or if I could get customers. And he gave me a lot of motivation. I went from not working or not knowing if I could do it to now I have more work than I can possibly handle. You two are absolutely great. The podcast is very moving and his motivation was absolutely helpful. And then he, he tells me that, um, <laughs> that, uh, that I hope your your venture into the committee role works out and you make waves in the area. Hopefully your role in politics does not stop here. I don't know that I'm going to do anything other anything else with politics. But anyways, thanks, Jeff. Um, and then he says, keep up the amazing work and the Bad Ace podcast. You guys have a safe and blessed week. I bet he didn't say Ace. So, no, he didn't. But that's okay. That's that's Jessica editing for exactly. you. Exactly. So Jeff, I appreciate that. I wanted to um, just that's the softer side of Ryan that a lot of people don't see. Like you have a lot of motivation. I just wanted to give you a little like tap on the back. Like good, me, yeah. Like I'm, that's that's good. Thank you. Thank because you. Because more people need to like if you have a little bit of knowledge that you can share, and if people are asking for your input, take the time to do that. I think that's important. Because there's a lot of people who are just like so busy with life, they can't even sit down. And you've been, I, I know I'm, you've been. I'm that way, it seems like sometimes. I know, but you took the time out of your day to talk to Jeff about that. And well, yeah. I think that's a big deal. I think well, that's great. I, I would do that for anybody, anybody that wants to start a business. The first mm -hmm. thing you do, okay, the first thing you don't do when you want to start a business mm -hmm. is go talk to somebody who failed at it. You don't do that. Oh, 
because all they're going to do is tell you why you're stupid for trying to start it. Well, didn't Donald Trump like have like seven bankruptcies? <laughs> I've read that. I don't know how true any of that is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. But it's, yeah. even at that, so if you fail, learn from it and move forward. Yeah. I mean, instead of sitting and yeah, but there's there, I, <laughs> there's nothing that any of us can't do. Right. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just, do you want to sacrifice? your free your freedoms elsewhere to do it in other words if you really want to have your saturdays and sundays open and free to do whatever you want to go to cardinals games go swimming drink Mm -hmm. beer cook out well that there's nothing wrong with that but i can tell you if you're trying to start a business you got to get over that real quick Mm -hmm. if you want to start a successful business i should say that you want to grow yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can't start a business and then still take off Saturdays and Sundays. Not saying that at all. But if you have a truly ambitious side of you where you really want to build something, Saturdays and Sundays are just like Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I worked like that for years. You still do. Are you I, kidding okay, me? I, I, I try to make a little <sighs> more time for recreation now. <laughs> that wasn't nice. <laughs> I mean, you say you try. I, I, okay. okay. You try. You might try. We but... went boating with Cody and Nicole okay. on Sunday. I made you go. <laughs> True, but that. Okay. I said, listen, this is going to be really fun. You should take a day off. It's been you've been running hard. Blah blah blah. You're like, I just don't want. I just don't want to. I need to be working. And right. I'm like, let's just let's just go. This was right. the third of July, the day before the fourth, and you worked all day on the fourth. Yeah, I did all day long. Yep, mm-hmm. sure did. So, but I mean, it's just part of it. Yeah. But I mean, anybody can do whatever you want. I mean, you're just going to put in the work. And that's what scares me about like today's youth mm. is they don't want to put in any work. They want to sit there on their phone. They want to text and Snapchat. They want to tell you what they want to do, but then they don't want to put the time in to do it. Mm. You know, I, I've. I would have been fired if I would have told my first boss that yeah. I didn't want to file. I had to sweep and file. File for eight hours a day. I, I yeah, and and the other thing you got to stop doing if you want to be successful at anything is making excuses. Mm. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, if you want to get your CDL, and I understand now CDLs are harder than hell to get because you got to take special classes to go get it, and then you got to pass the test at the DMV, which I understand is harder than what it even used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, if your excuse for not passing it is, well, you know, <laughs> the other four guys that I went in there with, only one of them passed it. The three of us didn't, so it's a DMV's fault. No, it's yours because one of them still passed it. Mm-hmm. You just didn't do the work. Mm. You know, it, it's all about just giving up other freedoms to prepare yourself to do whatever it is you think you really want to do. Yeah. And it's hard work. It's that that's what you have to do and discipline and, but anybody can do anything. Would you say that some dumbass farmer can start an oil company from scratch? (sighs) Anybody can do anything. Never took one college course, high school course, never took any course whatsoever associated with oil production, uh, geology, nothing. Yeah. I just, I, jumped in and just tried to start learning it myself. Oh. And then that's the other way you get successful. You start putting your money into it and losing a few dollars. You yeah. start learning real quick what you're doing wrong. You're like, I don't want to do that again. You know what is funny is whenever we started dating, I was asking you, you know, like, well, if I wanted to take some savings of mine, I had some savings put back. And if I want to take some savings and invest in your company with you, how would I do that? Or, okay, say you've got this well to drill. 
If I want to do that with you and say- Which is a risky proposition. Drilling a well is a very risky proposition. There's nothing saying. And here I was, an eight to five, I was was more like a seven to seven employee, but my hours were eight to five or something like that. And I'm going, I work really hard for my money and I'm just starting out and blah, blah, blah. And okay. And then I'm like, okay, if I wanted to invest in your company and try to get ahead and maybe do something, maybe make a little bit extra, maybe 50, 50 shot. And then your answer to me was, (laughs) yeah, okay. If you've got, let's just say a thousand dollars, you got a thousand dollars and you want to buy a small portion a small percentage of this project I'm getting ready to do. Yeah. And you said, let's take that $1,000. Let's go outside. And you were dead serious to me. Yep. You said, let's take that $1,000, go outside to the burn barrel and set it on fire. And me, just me throw it in the burn barrel. Yeah. And if you're not okay with that money burning up, you can't invest with me. Yep. And I said, I'm not okay with that. I worked really hard for that money. And absolutely not. You're not going to set my money on fire. Nope. No, thank you. I'm out. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm not a risky person though. Like I was, I was that employee who made money, knew how much was coming in. I knew, I knew that that was my mindset and I knew what I could plan for. I couldn't plan to lose $1,000 because I had worked that I worked so hard to even save that above and beyond my monthly expenses, whatever. And so, um, I was out like, I'm like, no, this isn't for me. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. And it's not for a lot of people. The oil business is not for a lot of people because, I mean, yeah. there's a legitimate chance you're going to lose your money on a lot of these projects. But would you say being successful is a part of being risky? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody who's truly successful, I don't mean taking over daddy's farm or taking over daddy's oil company. Uh-huh. Now, I, now, I'm not saying you can't continue the success. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about from a start from scratch. No nothing. No yeah. nothing. Let's jump in here and try to do this. Mm-hmm. You have to have some Jimmy Doolittle on you. Do you know who Jimmy Doolittle is? I don't think so. He led the Doolittle raid right after uh, Pearl Harbor. Okay. It was America's first attack back on Japan. The guy who was like, I'm a suicide pilot, kind of. He like knew he was going on his last trip. Theoretically, he was going to fly a plane off of a naval carrier that theoretically, with the way, as much as it weighed, Mm -hmm. shouldn't be able to do it. It should fall off the naval carrier and go straight in the ocean. Yeah. And he said, no, I think I can take enough weight off of this plane that we can launch it with a bomb. Mm. And we mm-hmm. will go strike Japan. Now, we know that we'll never make it back. Right. We know we're going to strike Japan, drop these bombs, or we have to ditch these planes somewhere in China, mm-hmm. which is what they did. But Jimmy Doolittle always claimed to be, I mean, he self-proclaimed, I am a master of calculated risk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you have to be if you start a business. Mm-hmm. You have to somehow or another try to master calculated risk. Mm. You know? See, and I'm like, okay. And some people can't handle that. And that's perfectly fine. It gives me lots of anxiety inside. <laughs> it's giving you anxiety to talk about it right now. Well, I'm just re- replaying that conversation <laughs> that I had with you when we were dating. And I'm like, oh, no, uh-uh. I don't know if I can live life like that. Right. I, can't, I can't, which of course at that time we weren't talking about spending the rest of our lives together. Sure. <laughs> I've kind of gotten used to the idea because that's how you roll. Well, farming's the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You're a 50, 50. It's, it, there's no guarantee when I put the seed in the ground that number one, it's going to come up. I'm not going to get a flood right afterwards yeah. and drown it before it starts. Then once I get it up, there's no guarantee it's going to rain to make new seed. I mean, it's just all risk. Yeah. But you know, we know the parameters of when you do stuff that it generally works out. Mm-hmm. No, every once in a while it doesn't. This is just all risk. It's learning how to deal with it. It's learning how to manage it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes to run a business and to start a business. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety. <laughs> Boy, that Anyways, went somewhere I didn't expect yeah. it to. Okay. Well, and my job too is to encourage you because you know what you're doing and you are in your own little way, you know, calculating risk and your whatever. Sure. Um, and, and I support you in that. I don't say, you know what? I think that that's too risky. And we're not going to do that as a, as a family. That's not my job. Like, you know what you're doing. I trust your number running. I trust your brain and how it works. And sure. so I support you. I don't say absolutely not. And no, we see, are not going to do that. That's what's funny. Like with farmers, there's a, well, mm-hmm. I don't even think it's just with farmers. It's probably with anybody. Right. In a marriage, I would say there's a lot of, a lot of marriages where, uh, one spouse, uh-huh. be it male, the man or the woman doesn't matter. It's, I don't think it's necessarily it probably is a little more the woman doing it than the man just because of gender and you know mom's supposed to keep everybody safe and nurtured and uh-huh. you're going to take our resources and you're going to waste them and maybe oh. i won't be able to keep you safe or nurtured right but you know where one one spouse says ah, i don't want to do that i don't want to do that and then the other spouse goes well i'm going to respect what my wife says and i'm not going to mm-hmm. do that you know invest in this property or in, invest in this idea i'm just not going to do it we're going to just sit here we're going to keep going down the highway on our staying on our lane mm-hmm. and just making sure we still got what we have in the bank Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You're not going to go broke by doing that. Yeah. But you're not going to more than likely really, really excel and get somewhere. Okay. And I think it may, I think it makes a difference whenever, you know, if, if the, the husband has made some poor decisions in the past, you know. To, well, to sure. Maybe, there's all kinds of dynamics to yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> of course. There's all kinds of, but anyways, you've done, you've done pretty well. So all I do is I support what, you know, you come to me with s- scenarios and situations. Now there's a few times that you've been like, okay, this is, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. I've been approached by this situation and this scenario. I think it's a good deal. And then I kind of bring some things to your attention. And I'm like, well, if that's so good, then why aren't they doing it themselves? Yeah. So I'm confused, you know, so, so then well, yeah. I, I question, I make, I have some questions. Yeah, if this about is, and I ask myself that on certain situations, <laughs> if this is such a good deal, why hadn't somebody else gobbled it up? Or the people approaching you with it? Why yeah. haven't they done why it? Why aren't they just doing it? Yeah. Here, let, okay. I'll tell you what, let's, let's give these guys a little oh, story gosh. about one okay. of my ideas. Okay. You want to? And how it just was horrible. Okay. Horrible. I have no idea where you're going with The this. car wash. Oh gosh. Yeah. So up the road in this really little town, a bank repossessed a car wash slash laundromat. <laughs> and they wanted an outrageous price for it. This is a town of probably 900 people. Yeah. And as I was driving by it, I see the for sale sign and I inquire about it. And they wanted, I don't remember, I think it's $60,000 yeah, for it. And I was yeah. like, no way. Yeah. No way. So you asked to go see it. And the day that you guys go see it, you and the banker. Yeah. No, not the banker. It oh, was the, the real realtor, estate person. Uh, the realtor. Yeah. I... They opened the door. Okay, so I countered them 60, sight unseen. I countered them with like uh, 30,000, and they said, absolutely no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no. Which, damn, that was the biggest blessing ever. They didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. I let about five or six months go by, and I decided I went by it again, still hadn't sold, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I want to look at it. So I called the realtor. Mm-hmm. They meet me there. Wouldn't you know, when they meet me there, they open up the door to the laundromat, and the entire top floor which would have been the ground level floor because it was only a one-story building with a basement. Mm-hmm. The entire top floor had fell, like rotted and fell into the basement. Yeah. So all of these washers <laughs> is down in the basement and the basement's wet, didn't have a sump pump. I mean, shit, I mean, it just was a shit show. So you walked out of there and, and I started, said- I just smiled and I walked out and I said, you know, 
It's like, this really ain't worth much. Yeah. And at that point, I know that bank was wanting to get rid of it. Uh-huh. And I said, I gave you $10,000 for this place. Yeah. Because I knew right then I'd have to clean places up. I mean, uh-huh. the laundromat's done. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I could probably sell these washing machines and dryers for a little bit of money and uh-huh. have to tear this part of the building down. How many Speed Queens did we pull out of that place? 12? 12. Yeah. <laughs> Speed Queen commercial washers. The ones you stick the quarters in. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up cutting the deal, wrote him a check. We now, I tell mm-hmm. Jess, you know, Je- Jess was part of the situation. I told her yeah. everything about it. And, you know, it was like 10,000 bucks. And it's real property. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have something left over even if the car wash doesn't work. Yeah. Don't get into a car wash in a small town. That was a horrible <laughs> idea. So there I was, eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant, <laughs> picking up somebody else's dirty diapers dirty fish guts yeah, people would come into the nasty. self-serve bay yeah. and clean fish yeah. and leave me with the guts to clean up yep the, mm-hmm. the 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 um the trash containers that we had outside you know if you're gonna mm-hmm. vacuum your car out we had a vacuum there you're gonna mm-hmm. vacuum your car out you leave the trash container right there that way they could throw their old mcdonald's bag in there yeah. no people from town was just bringing all their shit and trash and putting it in just our trash can yeah. i i packed off a a trash can full of trash a day mm. but would have, Couldn't keep up with it. But would have 75 cents worth of money from the vacuum. I'm like, right. man, that person's carrying a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. Which, I... <laughs> Yuck. Never but, again. But anyway, anyway, a business that... Shit, I didn't, we didn't make any money on that. We didn't lose much money once we sold it. Right. But mm-hmm. we didn't make money. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's some risk. Mm-hmm. I knew if we got into it, I wasn't going to lose a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And boy, I'd, I'd never do it again. Right. So... There you go. And it was fun for the time. We What did we have that, for a year or two? A, I think it was maybe a year and a half or so. But yeah. we, I mean, somebody, we had somebody a buyer. Somebody approached us yeah. and wanted to mm-hmm. buy it, and by God, you can have it. Yep. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> sure, and absolutely. I'd never do it again. Well, it also didn't help that we were 30 minutes away from it, so that makes right, it hard. Right, and I was right. big and pregnant, and not, you were in the field, and here I was just... <laughs> well, okay, so here's here's the other... This is the straw that actually broke the camel's back with that car wash. Uh-huh. Remember what it was? No. Yeah, you do. Well, maybe you'll have to remind me. So we had the thing where you can swipe your credit card and get a car wash. Oh, yes. And some little shithead punks. Oh, I remember. Yes. They were kids. Kids came up to the car wash and they sprayed like the squirt ketchup bottles. They sprayed ketchup in the card readers. And loaded up where you put the coins. Where the coins, where you get your change, where you get, I mean, we charged them with vandalism. I don't know whatever happened. They were minors, so we couldn't really do a whole lot. Right. Um, so we let the sheriff's department deal with that. But, but I mean, it ruined the place. It absolutely it, did. It made it so you couldn't swipe your credit card. Uh-huh. It, it was just a an absolute mess. And right then, but you know, how stupid was I to even pursue that whole thing? What the hell was I thinking? Am I going to go make a lot of money in a town of 900 that's, I mean, just <laughs> basically poverty stricken? I don't know. No, the answer's no. Well, people really enjoyed the car wash. They appreciate the, the, the pe- There were some certain people, people did. that did. Yeah. yeah. They appreciated the car wash somewhere to go spend six bucks on the maximum car wash and they were jacked about it. Right. Or that was the minimum. I think. Unfortunately, we only got like two of those a day and then the rest of the the people were cleaning fish in our self-serve mm-hmm. bay and, y- you know. Leaving their trash. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, but see, there, there's an example of a business that we had that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much fun. No kidding. I'll never forget the just the vision of me being huge and pregnant and hot in July. And here I am like cleaning a stinking 
stinking and nasty, yeah. smelly, and I was just grossed out and over it. Now, by and large. And swollen. I, okay, I just kind of <laughs> ragged on this town, and I haven't even told you what town it is. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. By and large, though, the people that do know this situation. Yeah. Most of the people in that town were really good, nice people. They are good, nice people. And I mean, and they were the town. type of people that was glad to see, you know, they mm-hmm. have a little car wash there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe if I lived right across the street from it, things be would have different. been a little bit different because mm-hmm. I could keep a better eye on it. But, sure. but most of the people there are great people, but it just takes a few bad apples to just be like, you know mm-hmm. what, piss on this whole place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. Anyway, are we going to get to any news? I guess. I, I mean, mean, I knew this was going to be a long show today. Yeah. All right. So, um, where do you want to start? I don't know. I don't Did know. you hear about the Rolling Stones article? No. What was they, that? They bashed the Liberty Council going after the Liberty Council, which the Liberty Council is the one who um, helped, not not helped, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They brought the Dobbs case to the Supreme Court. Matt Staver is the the president of that right. of the right. um, organization. But anyways, the Dobbs is the what reversed Roe v. Wade. So, um, Rolling Stone came out and said, hey, by the way, did you know the Liberty Council who represented, you know, the Dobbs case that overturned Roe v. Wade, they were actually in the courthouses and in the judges' chambers praying with them. And that's what Rolling Stone reported? That's what Rolling Stone reported. And then <laughs> the Liberty Council comes out and says, they're... What Rolling Stone is saying is untrue. It's unfounded. You couldn't even get into the courtroom in the last two years. So there's no way that this could even be substantiated. But they published it. They haven't corrected themselves. They haven't said anything about it. Yeah, An wrote, absolute lie. Yeah, an absolute Coming from lie. the Rolling Stone, the mm-hmm. liberal left-leaning Rolling Stone. Who, yeah. Who's surprised by that? Mm. I'm not. And it's just, a, it's a shame that it's a total false story and they're not going back and saying, oh, we need to make a retraction here. Or being held accountable. Yeah. I mean, nobody's holding them yeah. accountable. Just yet. I mean, maybe maybe they will at some point, but anyways. Right. They were getting- so did you hear about these farmers in the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, I guess these farmers in the Netherlands are fed up. Um, couple headlines that I read here this morning, I'll get into it here in just a second. Okay. The coming food crisis is man-made, the globalist agenda against farmers and fertilizers. Mm. Uh, Dutch step-up fight against climate mandates. So I guess we have a bunch of Dutch farmers in the Netherlands that are blocking the border between Holland and Germany. Uh, It says harsh protests in many Dutch cities after politicians' decision to close dozens of farms and cattle ranches to reduce nitrogen by 30 to 70%, here you go, to comply with EU regulations on nitrogen pollution. So basically what the government here has done is they've just basically said, farmers, we're not going to give you hardly any nitrogen to grow your crop with. Well, for those of you who don't, don't farm but listen to this podcast, I can tell you right now, if we as farmers do not have nitrogen, you are not going to eat very much. Mm. It takes nitrogen to grow corn that feeds pigs, cows, chickens. Mm-hmm. It takes nitrogen to make the hay, the grass hay, to feed pigs or to feed cows. It it takes nitrogen to do basically everything that we do. But I guess over there, German, Dutch, Italian, and Polish farmers are all rising up. They're blocking roads, blocking food distribution centers. Um, I saw one picture. They are like. When I say blocking roads, 
picture a six-lane interstate, and they have tractors on both sides stacked up to where nobody can get around them, mm-hmm. just parked. I mean, it's kind of like the Canadian truckers protest, you know, mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. winter, yeah. except these are tractors in the middle of the road. You know this has been going on for weeks, don't you? It's just now really making mainstream, but yes, I, I right. read this is not this didn't just start here in the past two days. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This has really been going on. I mean, they've been fired up. Right. So here's what these EU regulations uh, say inside all this. They say nitric oxide is released into the air when fertilizer soaks into the soil or water, and ammonia is produced through urine and uh, feces of animals, aka cows, mostly. That's what they're going after, but I. You know, here's what I just got to thinking. Whenever I read this whole thing, these these people want to prevent nitrogen uh, from entering the atmosphere, nitric oxide and ammonia. You've heard of the Impossible Burger, right? Yes. Burger King has it. There's a bunch of places. Okay, that's why it's not familiar with me. I don't. It's a veggie burger. burger. Oh, oh. It's, no, it's the meatless Whopper. It's the right? soy burger. Okay. And there's a bunch of restaurants are now starting to have these. Uh, meatless meat yuck here's what gets me about it you can't have the impossible burger without nitrogen (laughs) because it takes nitrogen to grow these plants that you're going to turn into the impossible burger okay so i mean go ahead you eliminate the ammonia coming out of a cow's ass because you got rid of you outlawed cattle because they fart too much Mm. right Mm -hmm. i mean that's what they're that's what they're saying Mm -hmm. so therefore we don't have this ammonia going into the atmosphere so what's the solution the impossible burger raising more plants to make this burger oh you still have your burger yeah but you still needed the damn nitrogen to make the burger one way or the other whether the burger is real meat or whether it's not you need the nitrogen the nitrogen is going to be released that's what's going to happen i mean (laughs) go ahead ban cattle but your, inter- your your alternative, the Impossible Burger, still takes massive amount of nitrogen to produce. Mm. It's like you're not fixing anything. If if and I I refuse to believe that nitrogen is a problem, but you're not fixing anything by doing this. I mean, this is exactly like electric cars. This is exact same thing. We need to quit burning fossil fuels and all go to electric. Well, do you realize how many fossil fuels it takes to make electricity? <laughs> You bunch of dumb sons of bitches. It's just, you're just, all you're doing is shifting where you're burning something. In this case, you're shifting where the nitrogen's going. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of it coming out of a cow's ass, now you need extra of it to raise plants to take the place of what the cow was making. <sighs> Meat. It's is just, it not exhausting? It, this is what happens when you have big government and globalists trying to run shit they don't know yeah. anything about. Yeah. Bunch of shit. So there's your netherlands and dutch farming story it is it is encouraging i would say that the farmers are protesting around the world you know about this this globalist agenda i would Uh, for sure i contend that for sure it's very encouraging yeah i mean if you if you want a food crisis Mm -hmm. hell take away nitrogen that'd be the first way you could do it yeah and you know the last picture that i saw of the in the netherlands is um there were like 350 tractors that spelled out the words help no farmers no food that's right so, and they all had their lights on and stuff. And Well, there's been many dang. socialists say, you control the food, you control the people. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Next story. Ready? Yes. yes. My good, good friend, Corey Hillabo. Okay. From Slater, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Farming for Profit podcast. Okay. Co-host on there. Great show. He sent me this today. 
NASA admits climate change occurs because of changes in Earth's solar orbit, not because of SUVs and fossil fuels. <laughs> so, so did they just debunk like climate change? <laughs> this is hilarious. Or did they like reinforce it because of the orbit? But or they what they're saying okay, is it's not man-made. Right. Okay. Okay. So so basically this this report that I'm reading is climate change and global warming and global cooling is caused because of essentially two things. Number one, the orbit of the Earth around the sun. It's not a perfect circle. It's sometimes a small oval. Mm-hmm. And in certain parts of that oval, you're going to be closer to the sun, you know, than when you get far out yeah. on the oval. Well, <clears throat> Those times that we're closer to the sun obviously gets hotter. Well, you couple that with, I guess, I didn't realize this until I read this article, the Earth doesn't tilt the exact same all the time. The exact same angle. Sometimes the earth tilts a little bit even more than what it might have last year or the year before. Oh. Meaning if you're on the side that's tilted towards the sun, it's going to get even hotter. So between those two things, from what I read, is ultimately the reason that you have extremely (laughs) hot and extremely cold Mm. years in certain hemispheres. Uh Uh-huh. You know? So... I, I just thought it was hilarious. So They're making huge amounts of money off of this climate. So what I had, to, what I had to do is I wanted to find this story somewhere else. So okay. I Googled it. Okay. Besides what Corey just sent me, I wanted uh-huh. to find it somewhere else. Oh, first thing I Googled, Snopes comes up. The fact checkers. Oh, of course. The fact liars. Yeah. The fact deniers is what they are. Mm. We need fact checkers for the fact checkers. Who the hell's running these places? Mm. So here is what Snopes said. Did NASA admit climate change is caused by changes in Earth's orbit, not humans? Question mark. Per Snopes, false. What? They didn't. But then after they say, NASA never said that. They go on in the same article to say what NASA did say. (laughs) And this was published in their Earth Observatory uh, magazine. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, NASA published this in the year 2000. The information they processed about the the certain climate theory, I can't even pronounce the word, which was proved, this is what NASA said, Proved to be fact by core samples from the Earth's seas. Climate changes, warming, and destructive weather happen naturally from Earth's changes in solar orbit and the extent of Earth's axis tilt, not from man-made induced factors. So Snopes says this whole thing's false, but then Snopes also puts that in their article. This was an article. Which basically just says... It's not it's a true. Man, yeah. Man-made, man-made climate change is not a thing. So, um, and we all know this, right? This is just proof. But was that article originally posted or put out in 2000? Is 19, that what you 2019. 2019. Some reason, okay. For some reason right now, it's just making the rounds. Sure. But it was put out in 2019. I but was, I mean, it just goes to show climate change is not about science. It's about control. Right. I mean, it's an excuse to impose regulations on everything from plastic straws to grocery bags and mm-hmm. fossil fuels all the way down to cow farts. I mean, mm-hmm. cow farts. Come on. I mean, And that just dovetails right into that Netherlands story. It's got to be exhausting to like live in this lie. It really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to go against cow cows and 
toots and all kinds of stuff. And you know, in all honesty, you'd have to have a pretty good imagination to think some of this shit up. Oh yeah. I mean, who to say? Who woke up one day and just goes, "You know what? I heard a cow fart today. I bet that's got methane in it." Probably does. And I bet that's going to destroy the earth. Let's it, put a meter over there and see, let's meter that that methane. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I know. Anyways, okay. I know. What's the next? What else do you have up your sleeve? Uh, did you hear about the teachers union, the National Education Association, mm, the teachers union? You guys gonna love it to vote on mandatory masking, <laughs> a vote on an enemies list, and then vote on rejecting the words mother and father. Oh, sweet. Now this is the same NEA, the National Education. This is your teachers unions, uh-huh. the National Teachers Unions. They publicly stand for abortion. They call for a national policy of mandatory masking and COVID vaccines for children mm-hmm. to go to school. Uh, they publicly, uh, they have said they have a commitment to, quote unquote, people's, young people's right to learn about and develop their own sexual orientation and gender identity. Fantastic. And they promote the language of birthing parent instead of mother or father. And chest feeding, I'm sure. This same NEA, <laughs> just to let you know how top-notch these people are, in 2019, it voted down a measure to rededicate itself to the pursuit of increased student learning. Isn't that what an education supposed to be, is student learning? Yeah. I thought, anyway. I thought that like the whole pers- purpose of an education association is to teach. But instead, they're all caught up in all these this woke bullshit and then they've also voted in favor of discussing discussing they've also voted in favor of discussions showing support for reparations oh great you know the shit that we had absolutely nothing Nothing to do with with. it's not my fault people need to get over this stuff they do but if they're wanting to bring back mass for your kids i encourage you to stand up yeah they want to make every kid in Mm -hmm. every state in mm-hmm. every school district, wear masks, mm-hmm. mandatory masks, from now on. Yeah. It's a joke. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a joke. They're going to vote on it's it. It's a joke. What I want to know is whenever they do vote on it and this comes down, are teachers going to strike? Mm-mm. Because we as school districts, like my school district, well, I don't think my school district would vote to mask our kids for absolutely no reason. They're showing their cards because they said, you know, we don't want to not be at work. We want to be in school. We don't want to mask your kids. We want to be safe. We don't want to mask ourselves. Yeah. Now they're showing their cards and saying, actually, we do want to mask your kid because we don't want their slobber and spit and stuff all over us. No, all you want to do is control. Yeah, we want everybody to follow these rules that make absolutely no sense and are unsubstantiated. But I I don't know. I don't think it'll ever work. I don't think they'll ever get this stuff pressed. You don't think they'll vote for it? They'll vote for it, but I don't think it'll actually materialize. Well... They're going to vote for it and pass it, aren't they? I'm sure it is because all they are is a bunch of liberals. Liber- you know, They're just a bunch of liberal morons. Typically, the teachers union is a liberal, liberal morons. Yes. Yeah. And the heads of it, not like not. I'm not talking about every member of a teachers union. I'm talking about the heads of teachers unions are generally liberal idiots. Mm-hmm. So hmm. anyway, we'll we'll see how that one turns out. But I can't imagine. I just right. can't imagine that even if they did vote to mask and. What the hell? It's none of their business whether I get my kid vaccinated or not. It is because you can't go to school if you don't have certain vaccines. Public school. Yeah. 
I just it is their business. They want to know all about that. This this one will be fun to watch. Okay. I, I I just think it will. I don't yeah. know. So yeah. well. <laughs> This is a good one this week. This is. We have yeah. an ass of the week. We sure do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old Webster's in the house. Mm-hmm. He uh, he brought a name to our our. Um, damn Webster. He's he's just been gone for a while. He wants to after talk. It. <laughs> he brought a name to our attention that needs to uh, be ass of the week. Therefore, we're going to use his advice. Mm-hmm. Her name is Crystal Matthews. Have you ever heard of this woman? I have. Uh, uh, she's a South Carolina state senator. She's running for the U.S. Senate in South Carolina. She's a sitting senator, right? A state senator. State senator. I'm not, sorry. Not federal. St- she's sitting a sitting state, state senator. Say but that she's fast running, three times. But she's running for the U.S. Senate. Right. Right now. Okay. Okay, well, she, uh, for whatever reason, called somebody in a prison and had a discussion with them. And it's really funny. And so let's uh, let's listen to her talking about needing campaign funds and things like that for her Senate run. Let's go. They're sleepers. Like, you need, we need them to run as the other side, even though they're for our side. And we need them right, to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're going to change the, the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal, for me, <laughs> right. I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc and have it for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We got to take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. And I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the fuck is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the duffel bag boys? Get you, find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black men. So I don't black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I? I could be. Listen, I can move in all kind of circles, but I'm a. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. I'm very much a in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I I know how to I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Yeah. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they when they sleeping. We ain't gotta mm-hmm. make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta go live about it. Just don't say shit. just like when somebody drop money and you pick it up. You pick that <laughs> shit up and keep walking. <laughs> she said this talking to a prisoner. I think it's hilarious. I mean, who doesn't know that when you call and you talk to a person in jail? I mean, it, the the thing starts with an immediate yeah. warning. An oh. immediate warning. Their calls may be monitored or recorded. And yes. she's sitting here saying all this shit. Yes. And then, okay, she goes back. Like, after this call was released by Project Veritas, which is who, the, who got the leaked call. And uh, <laughs> she goes out on a TV or a radio station or something, and she said, I didn't know that this was a prison inmate. And so yeah. Project Veritas responds with, here's the beginning of the phone call, everybody. And it's, you know, Richland County Jail. Thank you for calling to Richland County Jail. Please know that your phone call is going to be recorded monitored or monitored. and recorded. Right. And so she's, she's sitting, just lying. This person is running for the U.S. Senate. Yeah. 
I mean, like, what the hell? Yeah. That is hilarious. Yes. Can you, um, can you play? <laughs> well, then she's got to make an apology. She's got to address it, a right? Public, a public apology. Yeah, she's, she's got she's to go in front of the media and try to explain this away. So here's what that sounded like. For gathering here this morning, uh, I'm here to give my final statement on the matter of the video that was leaked by Project Veritas. Um, concerning a conversation that I had. I'm grateful to have as one of my mentors, Rep Cobb Hunter. She has helped me see how some of my words may have offended, how some may have been offended by my words. And for that, I apologize. I apologize for my language in this private conversation and for offending my fellow Democrats. I have also made a formal request with the FEC asking them to audit my campaign because I have absolutely nothing to hide. Last but not least, I'd like to extend the the welcome to whoever leaked the private conversation. They, too, may want to apologize. <laughs> Leaking this audio violates this inmate's privacy and may be a violation of his civil rights. Moving forward, I've been saying that I'm a different kind of Democrat, and I am exactly that. No, you're not. With experience and knowledge to get things done for the people of South Carolina. It's still Democrats not. need to rally behind each other, not based on personal relationships, but based on a common goal. Too often, we allow ourselves to be distracted and redirected, and our lack of progress shows that far more than it should. Republicans win because they band together no matter what. And if we are going to start winning again, we can't allow them to tear us apart. Because the house divided will never stand. This is my call to action today. Democrats, focus on the goal. Jeez. Thank you so much. <laughs> no. Their goal was to steal the 2020 election. Let's not forget that. They succeeded. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think that they caught them all, but that's my opinion. Um, and then... Not only that, it's like they're just doing it out there blatantly. And he's and then she goes out and she says, I invite the person who leaked this audio to come forward and apologize too. Like you are kidding me. That is me. a joke. You are kidding me. Like so basically she's the one that did all the wrong, but she's gonna say the yeah. reason that <laughs> You she's violated. just pissed she got caught. Oh, absolutely you she know? is. Where my duffel bag boys? Where my dope money? <laughs> Bring me that dope boy money. Okay. Yeah. The other thing, you know, she said, we need sleepers. We need Democrats to run mm -hmm. as fake Republicans. In other words, we have to lie to get elected because nobody wants our shit. <laughs> I mean, exactly. honestly, it's exactly what but she's you saying. Know, you know who those I can't sleepers be me are? And win. The sleepers are Dan Crenshaw. The sleepers oh, are yeah. Mitch McConnell. Rhino. Rhinos. Yeah. Right. Right. Mitch McConnell's. Lisa Murkowski. Susan Collins. Yeah, Liz Cheney. Adam Kinzinger. All of them. Yeah. Those are your sleepers. Yeah. They're but, already there. But you know what's funny is like... They're saying we got to act like a Republican in order to get elected. That's mm -hmm. what she's saying. We need sleepers. We have to do this. In other words, you're just a lying piece of shit Democrat liberal you've always been. Yes. You're just willing to stoop to yet another low level to try to get where you need to be. Yes. And I mean, what does this comment mean? If you listen closely when she was talking to this inmate, she said, I'm very much at inward in certain ways. What's that mean? I don't know. I'm very much an inward. I'm mm. not going to say the word. Sure. In certain ways. I want to know what that means. What's your what's your perception of the, the meaning? Well, it just I, seems funny. And I've always said this. These people can 
can call themselves that word uh-huh. all the time in rap music when they're walking down the street as mm-hmm. long as it's a black saying it to a black it's fine mm-hmm. but the second a white person says that i mean just imagine if like eminem would have said that <laughs> I, i'm just saying and he, he might have a little bit of street cred to say it being being he's in that part of culture i couldn't say that Mm-mm. that's the n-word coming out of me mm-hmm. oh my god i would be just destroyed well but I, what the hell? What does it mean? I don't know what it means, Ryan. I have no idea what that does means. Does it mean you're a little bit of a scrapper? Because I know a lot of people that are scrappers, but I don't think they're... They call themselves yeah, that? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. And when I say scrapper, I mean like just a scrappy type person, you know, junkyard dog type fight. I don't know what it means. I I don't either. Like, but what's you know, it mean? You say stuff like that. Does she sell dope? Is that what she means? I don't know. Is that what she's meaning? And that's the other thing. Yeah. She's She's willing to take campaign contributions of illegal money. Yeah. Dope money. She referred to them as duffel bag boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Duffel bag boys. Where are my duffel bag boys at? <laughs> so anyway, that is your ass of the week. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Project Veritas is fantastic to follow. If you guys want to see some like leaked audio and stuff, they've got some Republican governor candidates on film, on tape, saying, you know, they've got their staff members saying this guy actually does does not support a um, pro-life. He's pro-choice and he's not going to tell you until after the election. And they have this on camera and video. And that needs to be put out there. Absolutely. So if, and Facebook, if you follow them on Facebook, Facebook censors everything. So they don't get the views that they deserve. I would encourage you to either go to their website. Project Veritas. Project Veritas. James O'Keefe. Or or go to um, Telegram. They post all their stuff on Telegram. T- True Social too, right? I think or so. Some. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. They are on True Social. Yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to get the hang of True Social. So right. it's more like Twitter and I never was a Twitter person. Right. So right. anyways, I do follow follow some people on there. So Chris Bassett, he's a pitcher for the New York Mets. Okay. Okay. He slams COVID testing, says it's ridiculous. <laughs> Stop testing. Stop acting like COVID is far worse than other things. Uh-huh. Boy, he's going to get canceled in a hurry. Uh-oh. Did this just well, happen? Well, I guess, you know, this is the shit I don't even think about anymore. You, we went through this about a year ago with all these sports teams in our high school, you know, having to get yeah. tested to go do shit. And yeah. I threw a fit about it. I thought it was bullshit. Right. Well, I guess in the majors, you still have to do it. Which, I guess they all have to get regular COVID tests, make sure they don't have COVID. Well, I guess it's Chris Bassett, perfectly healthy. Yeah. Just going through the dumbass protocol you're supposed to go through gets tested and comes up positive mm-hmm. so now he's not allowed to be with the team for two weeks and that's you know has to sit out they're and still doing that they're still doing it and i, sh- I should have known they probably were because whenever we were at the st louis cardinals baseball game a couple weeks ago uh-huh. remember we were down on the field and we could see in the dugout uh-huh. and the news reporter had a mask on interviewing <laughs> the player no he didn't he yeah, did. He oh, had, not during the interview, did not he? Not during the interview. No. So he took off the mask while he was doing the interview doing on the interview. TV. And then as he was coming out to the, you know, the main folk, us. Yeah. Like he puts his mask on when he walked out of the dugout, which made absolutely no yeah. sense. Same with the cameraman. The cameraman was holding the camera without a mask on. The oh. second okay, the just, interview yes. got over with, yes. the cameraman threw his mask on. Yes. So I guess COVID only spreads to common folk when you're off camera. <laughs> and when you're off camera it's the most ridiculous bunch thing of dumbass people yeah. and to think that we're all stupid like we're not stupid we see this we see right through you yeah 
You guys are but silly. Anyway, kudos to Chris Bassett yeah. for the from the New York Mets. He's a pitcher. <laughs> kudos for him standing up, just finally saying, "Stop acting like COVID is far worse." I mean, there's a lot yeah. of more worse things out there. Yeah. I haven't heard hey. much about monkeypox lately. Have you? No, I haven't. Huh. Well, that only spreads through certain types of. Anyways, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did you hear about Senator Mack out of New Jersey? Is that the girl that was doing the upside down twerk video? Twerk video. Yes. Now she's a state senator, right? She's a state senator. Yeah. I believe in out of New, New Jersey. Jersey. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's on TikTok. She's big time on TikTok, and and I don't know. It's a brand new account, so she she had very few followers, um, but she's all about like funding abortion funds instead of abortion centers. So not Planned Parenthood, but go to your local abortion fund and, and fund them with your money. And this is why, because women's rights are violated. Um, anyway, she's on there and she's like, eat the rich and go to the beach. And what does that even mean? What is her, do you know her TikTok handle? No, it's Mac for Senate. I don't know. I, I don't even care. The only reason I saw this was because I was on Telegram and I kept seeing this meme of this woman upside down in like a thong, which I was like, well, that's outrageous. Who she's is doing a big that? Woman. Who is doing this? Well, somebody shared the original TikTok and it's still posted up there and everything. And she gets on her elbows upside down. And, and shakes her ass. It, it, she, they call it twerking upside down. And I have never. Google it. Upside down twerking. You'll find uh, the video. I mean, it's right there in your face. You can't miss it. And, and so there are a lot of people coming at her going, um, this is not appropriate in so many words. And she's like, this is totally appropriate and I will be reelected. And because I'm a real person, I do agree I'm doing with real things. I do agree that she is being a real person. If this is truly her and she wants to put that type of brand out there. And I say type of brand, I mean like it's okay to be in your thong on the beach and twerk it and then let the entire world see it. Right. Like that's, that's a little bit. So, so you have, you have uh, politicians <sighs> like Christy Noem, South mm-hmm. Dakota. Mm-hmm who she's a real person too, and she likes to have fun. She mm-hmm. said so. And she she does TikTok videos, or I've seen her on a TikTok video, yeah. uh, doing the fancy-like dance from last summer. You I know? do remember seeing that one, yes. Because everybody yes. knew that dance, and she was doing mm-hmm. it too. Mm-hmm. So that, you know. There's a so, difference. So then she's, being, she's being fun in real life too. Right. But this, this state senator's real life is uh, getting in a two-piece, a thong, bottom. Uh-huh. Yep. Getting on your elbows, which is, you know, she's got some good balance to be able to do that. Sure. And then twerking upside down. Heck of a balance. And that's her I mean, idea of fun and being And normal. talking about nip slips. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. It's just outrageous <laughs> to think. I mean, if I ever saw Mary Miller, which she's a congresswoman, I just, I, I oh, could never. I, she's classier than that. And I'm not saying that Mary's better than this chick. Maybe she represents her district a lot better. I can't imagine this is going to help her numbers at all. But no. that's just, that's my opinion. I can't remember. 50 Cent commented about it. I can't remember what I, I <laughs> he read. He did? It. Yeah. He I'll, did? I'll have to look that back up. <laughs> 50 Cent saw it and he's like, man, politicians just ain't what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. I mean, you're, you are representing the entire district whenever you do that. And that means that your entire district like agrees and is okay with that stuff. And I would say probably 50% of her district is not okay with that. Right. <laughs> like maybe they are like in a on personal time but if you are representing the people all the time yeah. which is what she is I, you just you know there's just some I stuff don't you don't have to put out there no even if you did do it 
You don't have to have it recorded and put it on social media. You mean like if... Like if, an upside down twerk. You mean like if I did that for fun? like Yeah, or, or, or even if this woman did it for fun. And then just put it out there. And but like, to put hey, it out there is like, hey, okay, this. this is perfectly normal. Look what I can do. You, uh. you can see my entire butt and my cooch and, uh-huh. and I'm just doing the upside down twerk. Ew, I didn't look. How could you miss it? <laughs> Jeez, it's awful. It's very disturbing. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. Hey, how about AOC? She got some back taxes going on, doesn't she? She does. And all Man. I can think about her is in that white dress, and it says "Tax the Rich." Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, and she's not paying her taxes. Yeah, from I think two thousand was twenty twelve, wasn't it? She founded the company in twenty twelve, and then she got a tax bill, and now she's saying that she's contesting the tax bill. It's not. It, she doesn't owe the taxes, but they are corporate taxes, and now the warrant has been sent to her Yeah, for tax. <laughs> so now she's got to pay them. So $2,600 $2, is what it's up to now. $2,600? Yeah. Oh, hell, she'll find that lawyer that bailed Hunter Biden's $2 million tax bill out. <sighs> she'll find That's nothing for that guy. Oh, God. Well, I'm sure I, he'll bail her out. I just know that she's got a GoFundMe ready to launch at any point in time so that her taxpayers can pay for her taxes for her corporation. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's funny. Mm. So, anything else today? We've been on here a while. I really? knew this was going to be a long one, just for you the did. simple fact that, hell, I mean, yeah. I had time to do some research, and uh-huh. as usual, the beginning of the show went places that I never dreamed it would go, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't really have anything else, do you? It's Friday. It is Friday, and we got rain. Yes. Praise Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm so glad you're happy about this because you were kind of getting nervous. And I'm like, okay, is he going to be happy or like in this weird no rain mood? That's what I needed to call it. You were in this no rain mood and I'm not digging it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it has cost so much money to put this crop out. uh I mean, so much more, so much more than I've ever spent per acre to put a crop out Mm -hmm. because everything's just expensive. So you sit there, yes, I got crop insurance. So, I mean, that's that gives you a little bit of peace of mind. But I'm in this to make money. I'm not in this just to be able to pay the bank back and go right. to next year. Right. You know, I, and I realize sometimes that's going to happen. Yeah. But it's like you, you do all this, you work your ass off, and you're like, I just need rain. Mm-hmm. I want to pay this all back and make money. Mm-hmm. So. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. So, and And it's not over. I mean. This rain gets us through another week, maybe two weeks, depending on how much it rains this afternoon. But mm-hmm. we're going to need more rain to finish yeah. this crop out. Yeah. But it's just like the next rain wouldn't have mattered if we didn't get this rain mm-hmm. in some places. Mm-hmm. Not all, but some places. Mm-hmm. So um, we're still on track to raise a good crop. And I'm thank you, Jesus, so much. I, I was praying for rain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave it. Provided. That's right. Amen. So what are we going to do this weekend? Uh, we, this is the first weekend we don't have plans and, um, we've got an extremely busy July. So I think we're just going to chillax. So next weekend we're going on a boat trip, right? Uh huh. We're going to go down to Kentucky Lake. Yeah. Here you are telling people what we're doing and I'm like, shut up because everybody's going to know we're not home. (laughs) I'm just letting the people down at Kentucky Lake know that we're going to be down there. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come up and say hi to us. Doors will be locked. Surveillance cameras will be oh, on. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about this place. <laughs> okay. I honestly thought about hiring a house sitter. Okay. Yeah. So, 
Okay. But yeah, cool. regardless, the doors are going to be locked. and You can't walk around this farm without getting your picture taken or being on camera. That's so true. just to let everybody know, if you think yeah. you're going to come up here and pull a stunt and get away with it, yeah, right. Right. So... Anyway, we're doing that, and that'll be a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. that. Which we leave Friday, so I guess next week we'll have to record on Thursday night, maybe, and then drop it Friday right before we leave. Yeah. So, we'll anyway, see what happens. We'll make but it work. We will be here. I yes. promise. Yes. So, I think we're gonna call it a day right there. Okay. Sounds of the summer. Oh, what's your what's your tune? It's my turn this week. It is. Yes. So, I'm a big, big fan of a truly great country vocalist. Randy Hauser. You ever heard of that guy? He's a good, yeah, he's a good singer. He is awesome. And he's huge. He's like seven foot tall. Yes, he is. (laughs) And he's so talented. Well, this is him. Randy Hauser, How Country Feels. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. You almost forgot to say that. (laughs) And Leah Thomas is always going to be a boy. Don't care what you say. (laughs) And what the trans community said. Always a boy. Yes. You guys have a terrific weekend. Maybe I will see you at Kentucky Lake next weekend. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, have a great week. See you next week. Adios. Climb up on in here, girl. Let me show you how country feels. Put your hair down, hair down. Get you some of this laid on back. Kick your shoes off, kick them off. Get you some of this slow down fast. I'll take you up and down. These hollers and heels, let me show you how country feels. Ever watch the sun go down from the bed of a pickup truck? You ever been so in the somebody? back up. Girl, what do you say? We cut a path through that cornfield. Park down by the water. Let me show you how country feels. Let your hair down, hair down. Get you some of this laid on back. Kick your shoes off, kick them off. Get you some of this slow down fast. I'll take you